Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. back. Woo! Wagon Whiff Podcast. Here we are. We are. We're, uh, we're sitting in my living room. We've moved about a total of 15 feet. <laughs> Let me just explain what's going on. <laughs> From the kitchen. And why we've actually moved, if it sounds different or if it's messed up. For those of you that don't know, um, Steve is a huge Red Sox fan. That's correct. And uh, they are playing in the playoffs against that evil empire called the New York Yankees. That's so right. Evil empire. We are in the kitchen watching, or not in the kitchen, we're in the living room, rather, watching, drinking wine and beer um, as Steve sweats this huge game four out. Thanks. That's what's going on Thanks. here. Don't Welcome. listen to me if I do. <laughs> oh, my West wife side is... of Los Angeles. So, the you've probably maybe just lost a lot of Yankee fans as listeners, but we're watching your team too. So yeah, We're watching. Uh, some of my good buddies that may be hopefully listening are, are Yankee fans, Met fans. See, I grew up in Connecticut. A little, uh, little background on Steve here. So you so, have like nobody to root for. Well, we grew up <laughs> We grew up just bagging on each other in my buddy's basement. And we just, you know, Red Sox, Mets, Yankees. It was great. Uh, this is what Hartford, growing up in Connecticut's like. like. Yeah, because you get it's everyone north and south. It's just a yeah. It's just a melting ice and hockey. It's right? a melting pot you can, of you can, I think New York you can just and Boston for the teams. sport of hockey. You can definitely root for the sport of hockey, but the point is, it's a melting pot of you know New England and New York, right? You get sure. Giant fans, Patriot fans. It's all over the place. So Indeed. yeah, I'm uh, I'm in a good mood right now, but we'll see what happens. It's we get game four. It's getting tense over here. Right? Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a little hard to concentrate on a golf podcast right now. <laughs> well, I'm gonna do we'll my do best. Do all right. Anyway, so how was your weekend? The weekend was great. I went pretty hard in drinking, and so mm. I've been. We had a rough weekend, did we? Not a rough one. Just been you oh, know having that's... fun for the last two days and. Needed a couple days of rest, but uh, I knew we were going to do this tonight and actually headed to Mexico this week, so today's the perfect day to come in and speak to you guys and be with you. Hi, caramba. By the way, I'm still drinking. I hasn't stopped, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, you know, went from whiskey to now just beer and wine. I've been meaning to talk to you about this, Scotty. Uh, You might have... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, yeah, uh, I had a great weekend. I was in Boulder uh, watching uh, my Sun Devils. You guys are getting all my fandom this weekend. Lose to, you know, Great Colorado. party town, by the way. Great town. Uh, beautiful scenery. Good time of year. Fall. Trees. All that stuff. Foilage. Uh, foilage. Yep. We uh, we did some hiking. We did some drinking. We did some football watching. It's and a it great town for a single guy. As a married man, I didn't know why you didn't invite your single friend. Uh, I'm sorry. It's a, it's a, you know, college buddies. College I buddies had a great right. weekend. What, what did you do, babe? Okay, Emily, here we go. <laughs> and she's wearing her Ohio shirt. Always representing, man. Which? Oh, so, well, on Friday, did a little bit of wart skis. I absolutely enjoyed it because there was a whole bunch of different things. Saw a little Friday Night Lights on Friday and then did mm-hmm. this whole Mickey Mouse 90th birthday celebration on Saturday. Topped it off in the evening with a little Keith Urban concert. Don't forget Kelsey. Oh, right? Kelsey Ballerini. She is the best. She was good? She was awesome. She, was, she couldn't have been as good as Keith, though. That seems like Come a on. Nice. She was pretty darn good. Right. And She's got a great voice. To top it off, she came out and did a duet with Keith. Obviously, they have their hit single together, and that was awesome. Keith was a crowd pleaser, I gotta tell you. He was something else. I, did he I loved sp- it. Speak in the little Aussie voice. He did, of course, <laughs> and of course that woos all the girls. So that was fun. And then they loved it. Sunday, you know, repping the OH. Gotta tell you, my Browns. I know this is a golf podcast, everybody, but gotta throw in Sorry, the Cleveland Browns. Finally, got a freaking we'll win. 
So, uh, yeah, mine was great. Thanks for asking. Mm, Of course. Uh, Big Browns win, so that makes Emily happy, which makes Steve happy. (laughs) Happy wife, happy life. All right, so golf this weekend. Kevin Tway, Safeway Open. The prestigious. Fall series is underway. The prestigious Safeway Open, uh, which had everybody's attention this weekend, I'm sure. Had everybody's Uh, attention this weekend because it was based in... Good old Northern California. And so what do we do in Northern California? We drink uh, wine. We drink wine. So and what, what are did, we doing right now? What are we doing? We're drinking wine. So right. we should really maybe just make this a drinking podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers. Maybe. Maybe. What are we drinking here, Scotty? So funny story. I knew I was coming to record this. So as you guys always do, you provide you know so much hospitality and love for the kid so i thought i'd bring a bottle of wine nice and uh this guy was sampling all this other sampling i sample it of course if someone's <laughs> gonna hand me a free thing of wine i didn't like it um but then i noticed he said let me know if you have any other questions so i get a nice pinot Ooh, okay. and the guy, i was like what do you think of this one and he basically said fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> he's like don't get that yeah i was like all right well what do you recommend and then he brought me this way he went into his long speech about how it's from like the old town and how you're gonna get a little bit of chocolate and a little bit of, you know, okay. orangey feels and he, as all people do that are into that know way more about me. I just said okay, I'll take it. It was in my price range and uh, we bought it. So I'll take if, it. If you and the way he described it, which really made me buy it, he said it was a people pleasing wine. I like a people pleasing. <laughs> I like that. Now, have you ever had a wine that wasn't people pleasing? Not very, not very often. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, thank so, you. That's thank why you. Very, very generous of you. Back to the tourney. So we got Safeway Open. Kevin Tway, first PGA Tour win. Congratulations. That's got to be a huge, uh, obviously a huge accomplishment. Yes. And it's always, know, it's but... just always good to see. You know, I didn't, wasn't able to watch the end of the tournament, but uh, it's, I always do like seeing the guys that win for the first time, he, especially yeah, I... like, you know, he's thirty, which is still young. That's old I'm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's still young, but, you know, it's a lot of grinding, you know, through your 20s. And on, and there's a lot of – if you think about how much golf you got, professional golf, you yeah. have to play after you graduate school at 21 to 22 yeah. and your first win it's is at easy. 30. It's not I – mean, even if you qualify for tours and you're still trying to grind it out and make cuts, it's it's a long journey. Congrats long to journey. Um, as you know, he's got a really famous father who was a – how many time winner, Emily? Just so our fans know. Eight time. time PJ Tour winner Bob Tway. He went to a very, very prestigious golf school in Oklahoma State, and so he's very close with all he's of in, those Oklahoma State boys. Him and he's Ricky in with the are Cowboy tied. crew. Uh, he's got some ties here to Southern California. His caddy is a big guy in kind of the entertainment world. So it, it was great to see. I expect him to be around here a long time. And here's the cool thing about the fall series is that you win a couple of these tournaments. And it places you in terms for Ryder Cup teams, obviously President's Cup team next year, and also the FedEx Cup. We saw that with Pat Krizia this year, making it all the way. We saw that a couple of years ago with Jimmy Walker, who ended up uh, winning two events and got to a Ryder Cup team, and who really hasn't done a lot since. So these things start to matter now when we talk about the year-long schedule. Yeah, not as popular tour events as you mentioned, but just as important for... You know, a lot of FedEx Cup points for establishing himself, for getting that PJ Tour win. So he'll be in Hawaii in 2020 now, right? Because this is part of the 2019 Fall Series. So he nice. gets to play in that Tournament of Champions. So there's a lot of benefits that come with being a, uh, a PJ Tour champion. Uh, never mind the fact that you win somewhere around a million dollars. So Yay! congrats to uh, Kevin Tway. Uh, Emily, what do you got? 
I just want to say one of my favorite parts about uh, this past weekend's Open was the fact that Kevin Tway at the end, <laughs> he said, and I don't know if you guys caught this, he goes, I get pretty sassy when I don't eat during my play. He, asked he me, said that? You he said that? that, yeah. He says, I quote. That sounds a lot like someone I know. Me! <laughs> so he says, I quote. I have, to, I have to carry snacks like in my bag just for like Emily's hangriness. By the way, they're playing, playing golf. golf on Saturday, folks. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to send. You should film this. I'm going to send Steve like a thing of cheese. It's just to keep him happy. <laughs> hey, hangry is a real thing. I'm sure there are a lot of you guys who are listening who totally agree with me. But what Kevin was saying, he said, I quote, I get super sassy when I am unable to eat. I try to eat about every three holes. So, I mean, he's pretty That's on it. par with what I typically do, too. So, I, just, I love it. I thought it was great. Every three holes is more of a cocktail for me than a uh, <laughs> yeah. snack. Uh, we'll get into that uh, later on. Well, yeah, we'll do some. Uh, we did get our first couple questions to the Gmail account. People are actually sending us. I love it. We Let's got it. We got. Emily, got? what's our Gmail? Wagglewithwith at gmail.com. That is correct. Waggle two Gs, right. two What would we do so, without Emily? Just like so here's, have all this stuff. Can we just give her a shout she's, out? She's great. She's amazing. Thanks, guys. My life. So, yeah, anyways, <laughs> Wagglewithwith, W A G G L E, the letter N. W-H-I-F-F at gmail.com. Hit us up. Email us your questions. We want to do would you rathers. We really like these. And then just any other random questions like, you know, uh, you know, anything about playing golf with your buddies, funny things that happen, stories. Email us these. We'll discuss them on the podcast. We got a couple we'll get to in a little bit. But first, let's get to some more Ryder Cup reactions. Oh, here we, we go. We've got more coming. Jimbo. Right out of the, right out of the way. We got Jimbo responding. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, we've got more stuff from Patrick Reed's wife. It's 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 heating up. Jay Rose is talking. Jay Rose about is it. talking about. It. Everyone's talking about the U.S. Ryder Cup stuff. So let's just get to I think where we differ the most here. Okay. Um, so Furyk comes out, and Furyk the big point he made was said that Patrick knew that he would be playing with Tiger mm-hmm. weeks. In advance. Weeks, Weeks in advance. before the Ryder Cup or be- before they announced that pairing. So after the discussion that we had on last, last podcast, what do, you, uh, what do you think now? All right. Well, what I think is it just kind of confirms what I thought earlier, which is that Patrick Reed's still a crazy person. <laughs> His wife is still a crazy person. And I, I can't take anything that he actually says at face value. So the captain's saying this. Spieth says it. To me... An anonymous person came out and said that he was full of... Yeah, an anonymous, anonymous. captain that we talked about last week. An anonymous non-playing person, that yeah. part of the team. So probably a vice captain or something. Said that he knew weeks in advance. So... Well, that he begged to play with Tiger. Right? It, it, well, that he court. begged to play with Tiger. And so they knew what the first pairings were going to be. I don't know if he knew that they would not play together in Reed's defense ha! a little bit. I don't know if he knew that, that we would not play he would not play together with Speeth the the rest of the week. Right. But here's the issue. Yeah. And this is where I'll defend Furick on this. So you start out Tiger Reed. Yep. It didn't work. Then you had then you had Speeth Thomas, it did work. Yeah. So that's a bit of a conundrum. Speeth and Thomas played great their yeah. first four Can't ball. Can't break that up. And Speeth and they were they were up three to one, right? Sure. After the first Friday morning four balls. Or uh yeah, Friday morning four balls. They're up three to one. So the only you, people that lost were, were Reed and we're Tiger. Reed and Spieth. Yeah, we're Reed, we're Reed and Speeth. So I mean Reed, Reed and Tiger. Tiger yeah. So so I think he was saying, look, we, there's no reason to stress now. We're up three one. Speeth and Thomas yeah. killed it. Let's roll with it. 
And obviously things went very bad in the afternoon yeah. on Friday. And then into Saturday. Yeah, so. but I just think, look, if I don't take Jim Furyk and Jordan Spieth as liars. Sure. I, I honestly think he knew that could happen right. this week, the whole week. And I think, honestly, just think Reed, and again, now I'm guessing I'm sort of swaying a little bit on defensive Reed, but not that I defend it's him. It's working! <laughs> well, no, I think, here's what I think. I think people's emotions run hot. Like, yeah. he, he, this is the night of the Ryder Cup. He does a New York Times article He didn't interview. get to answer the question in the press conference. He didn't answer the question in the pre- press conference, and he's just speaking off, off the top of his head, and he's not one to hold back. So he's just, he's just ma- making stuff up. I will still rip him for the fact that he should have had better awareness as to what is you know what, how this is going to come off how what position this puts the other uh, teammates in yeah. what position it puts your captain in how it makes you look yeah. how your wife's getting involved yeah. think about all that because right now it's going to be hard to pick Jordan Spieth if they have to do that in my opinion and we can get to this more later uh, for the next Ryder Cup you mean pick Patrick Reed I'm sorry I I, I sure. said Spieth again right. yeah, Patrick Reed um, too many names I, I'm with you um, I I'm what do you think. So I defended Patrick pretty uh, fervently um, on the last podcast, and this certainly makes it harder to defend him. Um, obviously, I take what Jim Furyk said at his word. Um, however, I mean, I think you alluded to it. Even if the very fact that he did well, first of all, Tiger was only picked for the team in the beginning of. Uh, I think it was September, September fourth, right? Was when when the when the press conference of those three yeah. came out. So it wasn't that far in advance that we knew that Tiger was an actual member on the team and that the team was finalized. So I don't know, like when we talk about weeks, are we talking about two weeks? Or are we talking about six weeks? It's a huge difference, right? Yeah. So so number one, I think you got to be really careful when we talk about he knew weeks. He could have still been shocked, even if. He was lobbying to play with Tiger, right. that, that him and Jordan wouldn't be together all weekend. Yeah. Or the fact that the reason why that they wouldn't be together is because that Spieth no longer wanted to play with him. Right. And again, and I, I said this last time, I think it, it's kind of clear probably what happened now. Um, that he probably was told that he was not going to play with Spieth. And so his next best option was, okay, well, then I'm going to play with my idol, Tiger Woods. And that's what happened, and they weren't successful. Um, it's unfortunate. you think that happened? I do. Yeah. Um, I, I still think that Spieth w- was involved in not wanting to play with Patrick Reed. See, that's where I have serious doubts. I, I really So why would know. you break up that period? And even if you go to Justin Rose's comments, he tells you that he was... Surprised that they didn't see that pairing at all. So, so I think there's a couple possibilities, but I okay. think I'm not saying you would want to break it up the entire time. But I guess the first reason that you might break up that pairing is the fact that you've got a different team. You've got Justin Thomas, who is a technically a Ryder Cup rookie, although he's, sure. he's doesn't seem like that. Right. Uh, but but he's a Ryder Cup rookie. He's obviously very good friends with Jordan. They know each other's games well. They've played in matches together in yeah. junior golf, right? So so you, you see an opportunity there, right? So if you think that for whatever reason, Patrick and Tiger would play well together, you can see an opportunity to get two good pairings out of it. 
So now I get you're always going to get criticized as a captain Especially when you break if you lose. when you break up something that was working right. and then you lose the entire yeah. thing. They got their butts kicked. Like I said last week, I think it was more about the entire team not playing well, and especially the, especially the captain's picks, um, just not really playing well. Not that I would have chosen anybody different, but I just I don't know. And then the other thing is I don't really know if 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 Spieth did say something. I think Jordan's demeanor probably would have been more like, of course I'd love to play with Justin. You know he's a good friend. We we know each other's games really well, and. You know, if you if you think Patrick will do with someone else, then you know we might be able to make something better of it, right? So I think he could have said something like that or suggested yeah. it, but still, and Furyk has even admitted this: it's his decision to to talk things over with uh, his vice captains and make that call, right? Clearly, no doubt, one thousand percent. And again, I I do think this is makes it harder to defend Patrick Reed, but it is not a say all say all, and we still don't know why they weren't paired together. Right. Even if Patrick lobbied to play with Tiger, and even if he knew that in, right. in weeks, that means that he was told that he wouldn't be playing with Jordan, right. Right. which probably gave weeks him in advance. Right, which gave him the best shot at being successful at the Ryder Cup, I believe. Yeah. And so when that happens, I do think he probably and wasn't asked about it in the press conference and wasn't able to give his thoughts on it. He probably had a lot to get off his chest, especially coming off after a loss, after not playing, being able to play with who his first choice might have been. Right. Yeah, I mean, and then it just kind of goes to like, so six one half dozen the other, right? So let's just say Furyk does stick with his gut or stick mm-hmm. with what Patrick wants, right? Yeah. If Patrick wanted to play with Spieth, just making it up. Yeah. Now, what if, Pat, if Spieth and Patrick play together and they stink? Yeah. And then... Thomas, I mean, it could have been worse. Like, could have been Thomas Tiger. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could, the whole thing could have been worse. Quite a bit of practice rounds together. Right, so you don't know. So my, my thing is, is like, have some context on what the future brings and the position you're putting the team in. And I think that's where he lost judgment. And I think his wife still doesn't have judgment because she's still rambling about it on Twitter with random people. Yeah. Like, just firing back at trolls from yeah. a random account. So, so, like, rule number one on Twitter, if you're anybody of fame... Don't respond to any trolls. Like you're gonna get the the, the internet's mean. You're gonna get hate messages. You're gonna get especially if can't defeat if Patrick. Internet, right? You just can't do it. So just don't respond to that. All right. So now let's move on to another thing that Jimbo talked about. Jimbo yep. Furyk, that is. He chimed in on the Brooks and Dustin controversy, and basically went as far as to admitting that there was some type of altercation. Yep. After Brooks went to the Dunhill and said that there was nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So. What was your immediate reaction out, out of that? Well, I think uh, at the press conference, specifically at the press conference at the Dunhill, Brooks was asked about the altercation in the Team Europe room yeah. after the Ryder Cup, yep. uh, which is where it was first reported there was an altercation mm-hmm. by someone at the Telegraph, which I think is like a New York Post, if you will, or of... I'm not London. sophisticated even know what a telegraph is. Well, it, the telegraph is like a... A newspaper. It's not right. a rag. It's not like right. Star or right. Inquirer, right. but it's, it's, it's some, like the New York Post. It's a little bit inflated of like... So it's not like it's not like you're hearing an article from the New York Times or Got Washington it. Post. So anyways, so he denied it. He's like, yeah. it never happened. There's, you know, it's completely made up. Uh, and we haven't heard anybody else from Team Europe or anybody else say anything about the altercation in... In the Europe room. And I don't think they will, right? I don't think they will. But to your point, what, what Furek was responding to 
Furyk actually admitted that there was some brief altercation on the plane. Uh, I forget his exact words, but um, you know, it, I think he said it was like very like not important. Yeah, I pulled little. it up. Whatever altercation started or what happened, it was very brief. It sure, was very brief. short. Neither one of them really took anything out of it. Furyk said. They're like brothers. Brothers may argue. Brothers may get into it. But they're as close as they've ever been, and it really had no effect on either one of them. And so you made Quote, this point earlier when we were just shooting the shit and talking about it, that something could have happened that was interpreted from someone else yeah. as a dust-up or as a fight. But, you know, and as brothers do or as family members do, as close friends do, may have an argument and drop a couple F-bombs or shove one another and not think it's anything. And mm-hmm. Brooks could, I think, honestly not think it's anything. Why someone from Golf Channel could actually think it's something. Yeah. And to me, this is a dead issue now, and I don't I think you'll hear anything more about it. I agree with that. I think I don't think you'll hear anything more about it. Dustin hasn't come up and said anything. Um, Brooks has said that they've talked multiple times since then. I, I mean, I don't. I think this is more of a brothers thing, a friendship thing, kind of a non-issue uh, on that sense. But before we get off uh, Furyk and, and Ryder Cup, yeah. I, I do have a question for you. Sure. Because I sort of alluded to it earlier. What do if we Patrick Reed, If Patrick Reed does not qualify for the Ryder Cup yeah. at Whistling Straits in yeah. two years, 2020, which we're all going to, do you think like that. they'll pick him as a captain's pick Is at this point? Is it going to be cold? It'll be like 60s. It'll be, it'll be great fall weather. Sorry, but, perfect you know, fall weather. Um, would they pick Patrick Reed if he needs to be a captain's pick to make the team? Um, and probably will be uh, Steve Stricker. Probably Stricker, yeah. Um, I would say that it depends where he's at. I think, you know, if he is 9, 10, 11 um, and trending like a Tony Finau was this year, um, mm-hmm. then he would probably be picked. Um, if he's not trending correct, I do think this gives some leeway for the captain to not choose him yeah knowing that probably jordan's going to be there that he probably isn't the favorite person in the locker room already to begin with um yeah. but he might qualify right like i you yeah know, i mean he could so, qualify and it's not an issue I, I just think it's an interesting question to bring up because this is this if the rider cup baggage if the 2020 rider cup was tomorrow yeah and he was number nine I don't think they'd pick him, right? But if I'd you're say number, I disagree. I if think, I think at number nine, like that's pretty tough not to pick. I mean, it really depends on how you're. Tra- I think it really all depends on how you're trending. Like you, you could be number nine because you were in the in the bracket for like half of the season, and then you could be playing. Let's like not crap. forget this would be his third Ryder Cup. Yeah, which well, I think matters. But I, it matters. But I think it matters a lot less because of the things he's he's been doing. So again, I guess my point would be I. If he's out of and the mix you and he's about- trending wrong, I don't care what number he is in terms of Great 9, play. 10, 11, I don't think he gets picked. I think also you got to think of what the team dynamic looks like, right? Right, and and does he come out in the next year or two and, and sort of bury the hatchet and apologize? I mean, may, there may be some things like, that we're trying to... But that doesn't seem like Patrick, Patrick Reed's style, right. exactly. Um It'd be interesting to see where Tiger, if Tiger qualifies, you know, yeah, Tiger. Phil might not even qualify. I mean, this, there's a lot. The, the I think, team could look pretty. I think different. Tiger might be one guy in Patrick's corner that might lobby for him. You know. Yeah. Um. So that's going to be interesting to see. Yep, I, I agree as well. So Justin Rose also commented on this sure. just really quick. 
which is interesting because he's you know a Europe guy. Yes. And he just said I, he said he was disappointed with the U.S. team, and, and I guess and sort of subtly said I think he was more or less just disappointed in yeah. Patrick Reed <laughs> because see he, see that's not fair, right? That's not fair to say. He's just used to, like the quote was he's disappointed and one and throwing each other under the bus, and right. I think You're that's right. totally fair for him to comment on that. Because of the fact that he did win the Ryder Cup, he seems like the nicest guy in the world, yeah. and I don't, I don't think he would ever think of Europe having those problems. They all seem like they would give one another their left shoe right. if they had to. And so, with all that being said, I, I kind of like the fact that Justin Rose did step up and say that, and I think it shows a disconnect between where Team Europe's at and where Team USA is at, and how they look at the Ryder Cup as a collective. Yeah, and he said he did say he thought that. The team was pretty tight, you know. So right. I, I mean, Ju- and Justin Rose obviously is, you know, maybe not best friends with all those guys, but it, but he's still he's plays a full PGA Tour schedule, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, he's paired with them a lot. So I think he knows a lot of the, you know, the Team USA guys pretty well. And I thought I think he actually thought that the team seemed pretty tight. Sure. So you, and that's why he you, was like, "Whoa!" Like all this. Yeah, is you don't on? you like, don't like. I mean, so I thought it was just curious and interesting to hear that you know someone from Europe was you know you still not liking to hear that. I like it, but I think I think Rose has enough cliche to be able to comment on Team USA. Yeah, dynamics. I agree. So I'm all for that. I'm I'm a big J Rose fan. Scotty, how's your stomach feeling, buddy? Not fucking great, man. <laughs> oh, that's tough. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> why? I feel bloated. Bloated? Not. In- Okay, so I I know that we were talking earlier before this before us recording the pod about your regularities or lack thereof. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep it real with you guys. I've always struggled with dropping enough deuces in a week. (laughs) Maybe once a week, and I'm good. I feel like most people do it at least once once a week. It sounds like you got a fiber problem, buddy. Oh, probably got a lot of problems, but fiber is certainly one of them, and I would love to correct it. And I've always thought, like, lack of fiber was, like, something for older people with, like, you know, you take your fiber pill, you take your prune juice, you put your hearing aid in, you go to bingo, and you call it a day. Oh, my gosh. Well, it sounds like you need to check out a little thing called Pinch Magic Fiber. It's this premium all-day natural fiber supplement with just a little hint of lemon ginger flavor. Mm, that sounds delicious. I mean, I want to poop right now. It is delicious. <laughs> I take it almost every day. And, and how are you pooping with it? I've got to tell you, I'm regular. It's awesome. So I don't have stomach problems like you. Yeah. I had in the past. Trust me. You don't want to go there. But I tell you, pinch magic fiber, you got to check it out. I put one of my protein shakes every morning. I poop like a god all day. Poop like a god? Yeah, once, maybe That's twice. I, I Sometimes I don't even have to wait. It's great. What? But well, you feel better. Absolutely. So let me tell you what you can do. You can find it at pinchmagic.com, and they've offered a discount code for all of our listeners to save 15%. Use code SHORTPUT. That's, again, short putt, S-H-O-R-T-P-U-T-T. So go to pinchmagic.com and use the code short putt to save 15% for all of our listeners. Look at that. Boom. So uh, last week, we uh, we all went somewhere. We visited. Oh, we had a, we had a we had, team out podcast. We had a team outing. A Wagland Riff outing. Uh, yes, we did. We went to a place called UGP here in L.A., uh, which is a golf fitness workout uh, type Club place. fitting, you know, for yeah. building. Shout out to Mac Mackenzie Todd, 
who owns it, but um, our buddy uh, Eric Andrews Lang, who some of you might listen to as his own podcast, had like a meetup there, and it was just cool. It was you know we were drinking beers and wine and hitting into bays, yeah. and I will uh, I'll, I'll send this over, but uh, they had a little closest to the pin contest. Came and down to the wire. Three feet? Four. Four, Four feet. feet. Four feet. Four and, feet. And uh, Stevie got up there. Your boy. And, uh, well, let's just say we walked away with the hardware for Waggle and Whiff. We and, walked and away. I'll let you tell the uh, story of what you want. It was, uh, yeah, it was a hard-fought competition. <laughs> I actually think... How I'm, many beers deep were you at the time? Uh, I think I had two. That's weak. Two IPAs. That's weak. Maybe three. I don't really remember. There's a lot of drinking. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so I think I actually beat Eric by, by like a little bit, which would have been really weird. We need to ask Eric this because I, what happens if there's supposed to be a giveaway for closest to the pin thing on the simulator. And I went up and I was literally, I think, the last person to go be in this competition. <laughs> and I beat Eric, I think, by like a foot. He hit it to like five feet. I hit it to four. Well, it's good, though. So he couldn't, he couldn't it was win great. his own contest. The place, went, the place went nuts. So Eric's probably like, yeah, that's good. Because what's he going to do? Award himself. So my, uh, my award was uh, a very, very nice gift from Eric. It was a signed master's napkin by Charlie Hoffman. Because he just did an interview with Charlie on his uh, on his podcast. It's from Augusta National, correct? For, yeah, from Augusta National. Absolutely. There That's, you go. I, and, I said Masters, but I didn't say Augusta National. Sure. But yeah, of course. Right. So a, shout it, out, and then also shout out to your lovely wife. Shout out she to your lovely wife. She was the only girl that got up and hit. Huge hit, shout out to Eric thing. and you. She was in heels and still ripping seven irons. Yeah, like he, eight feet. Emily did uh, did compete in heels. Yeah. For CTP. It you was, did get it. You got it, it up good. there. It was, you got uh, it pretty it, close. It was the 11th hole of uh, St. Andrews that I was... There you go. I was I was shooting at. So that was pretty cool. It took me there, and I've never been. So I cannot wait to go and be there in person. Waggling with? Waggling with Todd. I think we're going to Scotland. Go. I think we're Scotland. going to Scotland. Let's get it. But, uh, but so. it was fun. It was like our first you know, golf outing together. We ran away with uh, some hardware. It's pretty great. Um, so I, that was fun, and we'll definitely... Uh, get Eric on the pod and let's hope. Know. Let's hope. No, we'll, we'll get him on. No, we're Come getting on. him on. Okay. Are you new? <laughs> Come on, Steve. You know, I mean, he's a new friend of mine, but uh, <laughs> but a great gift. guy. He gives and, you gifts. And um, great guy on <laughs> a fun night at UGP last Thursday. Uh, you want to get to some questions? Let's do it. We got it. We got our first couple uh, notes into uh, into the email hey. this week. As I said earlier, uh, one of them is, "Would you rather?" You want to you want to go? You want to you want to present them? Yeah, absolutely. So, would you rather? Here we go. Augusta or Cypress Point? Would I rather play Augusta or Cypress Point? Would you rather do it? (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather play Augusta or Cypress Point? Dirty minded. Um, this is uh, a pretty easy one for me. Although I know Cypress Point's probably the most beautiful course on planet Earth. I will always go with Augusta National because that's the Masters. And, and you have a napkin, though. It, it, I have a napkin signed by Charlie Hoffman. Shout out to Charlie Hoffman. Maybe we'll get him on uh, the pod. The, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Try drinks wine. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, that's that's Augusta for me. That's easy. If I can get into Augusta, I'm playing. What about you, Scotty? No questions. Augusta all day long. Just because of the history that's been there. Cyprus would be cool and something that would, I would obviously take away forever. But I, I would say this, Augusta's number one for me, bucket list. Yeah. It, it's right. some, I would give seriously 
all that I had to be able to go play there. So mm, to the membership. To the membership that's listening to Lagoon Whiff. Invites to Scotty, Steve, and Emily. We're uh, you know, we're just waiting. All I'm right. sure it'll I'll come stay soon. In the cabin. Yeah, we'll get invited soon. Yeah, what do you we'll, know? Yeah, it's all exactly. right. So <laughs> let's move on to just this random another random question. How about that? Did they say who they're from or this one was from Bob G. That's Bob all I know. Bob G. Is he does he geotag this? See, Yankee Bob fan, G. Maybe, maybe, they didn't. Maybe I, we won't let. Steve I'm not gonna. Answer. I'm not gonna say his email out Let's to, to the masses, but he responded. Bobby G. He signed G. with Bobby. Come on, Bobby. Bobby G. <laughs> baby, sounds like a bookie from New Jersey. So, God, what's the question? So, what hole is okay to order a drink from the cart girl if you have a 9 a.m. weekday tea time with your boss? Ooh, this, this is a good one. Say that one more time. What hole is okay to order a drink from the yeah. cart girl? If you have a 9 a.m. weekday tea time with your boss. Yeah. You want me to go first? Go ahead. Let's hear it. So the key thing is weekday in that. And the key thing is boss in that. <laughs> two, two very two important very words in that important question. Things. So <laughs> weekday. Coworkers could be a different question. Oh, coworkers. That's not the question here. It's right. your boss. Okay. okay. Let me answer. I'm going to, what hole? So you got to think it's going to be, you know, 20 minutes a hole. I mean, you guys are taking a long time thinking about this. I'm well, just it's a say question. Right we haven't thought a lot about it. I got it. it. Go ahead. You said give your answer. Would, what do you want? Ladies say, first. I would say, say it's a nine, so it's a 9 a.m. tea time. I would give it six holes. So by that time, it's about 11 a.m. You're a little loose. You're having some little, conversation. Might be a little earlier than that. Yeah, okay. So maybe 1030. So you get yourself a Bloody Mary. I like six holes. I'm sticking with it. All right. So you're going you're going Bloody Mary on number six. Yeah. I like it. Strong power move there. I don't think it's wrong. I'm probably going beer on number three. Okay. All Here's right. the key. Beer, though. Okay. Well, you got to have a base. Okay. Steve, this is, I, I'm not too good at <laughs> in life. No, it's just interesting choice because people will say... I'm a plus four when it comes to drinking. (laughs) So, um, and I will take anybody up on that and sign my gin to that. (laughs) And number one of rule of anything drinking is you stay hydrated and you don't don't stop or have droughts. You keep going, but just not crazy level. So here's what I would do. At number three, I would say, hey, I'm going to grab a beer. Can I get you one? And what if your boss says no? I'm still having it. Great. There you go. There you go. At one beer, I, like that. I don't think there's anything wrong, but I think you off you you say, "Hey, I'm gonna do it. Hey, can I get you one?" Um, and that way, Alicia, I think you're being a gentleman uh, yeah. about it. So. All right. And you can always you can always correct yourself later in the day, right? Like you don't have to be just because you have a beer on like hole five or six, you don't. It doesn't mean you're you know you're gonna have nine of them the rest of the day. So I think I I okay. would take a slightly different approach to the boss. First of all, I would say Bob G. Uh, feel out your boss a little if he's a real stiff okay and he's like you know if you know what i mean like if he's if this guy shows up in like you know khakis and everything's like perfectly like you know perfectly going and you've got a meeting later in the day and he's heading into the office like probably not a good idea to order the drink but if you are kind of having a light this maybe this is a summer friday it's kind of a light day i would you know feel that situation out and then i like scotty's idea of actually asking to order your boss a drink like yeah. hey i'm gonna get one you want a beer or you know what 
I suck. I'm gonna have a Bloody Mary. You want one? You know, uh, just think about your delivery there. Yeah, and, but all I, I how it's you all, sell it, man. It's all about how you sell it. <laughs> or maybe you just you might you might say you want a Bloody Mary. If you maybe if you want to say like you know, do you want one? Way, you I won't get one. If you won't get one, <laughs> you know, you say like, hey, do you need anything, boss? So uh, good luck with that, Bob G. I don't know when you're. Uh, Funny I don't know when you're going about that. <laughs> Drinking like early in the morning. Um, I played randomly with a guy that brought a bottle of Jack Daniels to the tee at 7 a.m. That's not unheard of, no. but yeah. It's, is this that's aggressive? A, is that during a weekday? It's a Friday. Okay, well then that's okay. Yeah. Because that's their weekend. That's the start of their weekend. I've heard this all over the map. Personally, I am I'm good with a few beers. I play my best golf. When I'm a few beers, when you're a little loosey goosey. Yeah, I mean, I well, I'll say this: like, I, I I play my best golf when I basically space out. Like, usually I'll have a beer or two around the later part of the nine holes, and then around the turn, and then I like to like I like to keep it cool through like half of the back nine, so that I can have a nice refreshing beer after the round and it tastes good. Now let me ask you this: Have you so experimented kind of my... full enough to know what type of beer? Yeah, I do go to play IPA. The best I drink. I, I drink mostly IPAs, but sometimes I'll throw in like just a lager or something, right. something lighter. So, any IPA beers out there? You want to sponsor Steve's Golf? Yeah, you guys, come on, Send let's us go. A case. We'll let's get a West out. Coast IPA. So, anyway, so that's great. Great. No, I'm glad we got questions. How fun is that? That's fun. So keep writing in. We only got two this week. All what right, is guys. Our email again. Emily? What else we got? We got anything uh, else? Well, let's just for everybody to remind you, the website is well. It's not a website. It's just our Gmail. It's waggle and whiff at gmail.com. So two G's, two F's. W a g g l e n w h i f f. I want some questions. Gmail.com. These are great. Let's go. Keep them coming, Keep guys. Keep them coming, guys. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram as well at Waggle, the letter N, Whiff. Twitter as well. Same username, Waggle and Whiff. DM Give us. Give us a follow. DM us. Give us. You can DM us questions as well, but you know it's easier if we funnel it all through the Gmail. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.